Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back in. Rolling through the second hour of the program. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us here in the Outkick studios. We spent a lot of time in the first hour contextualizing where exactly we would put the uh, UCLA-Gonzaga ending in terms of great storied endings in classic games. Uh, And we'll unpack that a little bit more for you throughout this hour, but also particularly to start the third hour of the program. We are scheduled to be joined by Todd Furman, my Fox Bet Live co-host to break down tonight's game between Gonzaga and Baylor in the next segment. In the third hour of the program right now, we are scheduled to be joined by the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, to discuss Major League Baseball's decision to pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta in his state. And uh, I would tell you, you probably want to get some popcorn for that. Should be an interesting conversation. But first... Uh, I want to go ahead and play what I talked about some with you in the first hour. Charles Barkley during the Final Four on TBS on Saturday. I believe this was, uh, I think, I don't even remember what part of the games it was. I'm not sure if this was during Baylor-Houston or if this was during the pregame for Gonzaga going up against, uh, against UCLA. I do know this. What about that Miley Cyrus performance, by the way, in much less uh, serious perspectives they had like a full hour to fill between the two games and so I left the television on I had no idea Miley Cyrus was performing I didn't know what uh what was going on in general and I know there's a lot of you out there by the way that are already looking at your television programming guides or whatever and you're like wait a minute 9 20 yeah the game starts late for uh for everybody out there on uh, the east coast in particular 
the uh, championship game between the Zags and Baylor will not start until 9.20 Eastern. Uh, But Charles Barkley, I thought, really nailed a big component and really spoke to a lot of sports fans. I think one of the things that that Barkley does, one, he doesn't take himself that seriously. Uh, I think he's really funny, really engaging, one of the best sports personalities on television we've ever seen. In fact, I think you can argue, and I'm not even sure there's a close second, in terms of former athletes who have played the game at a high level, like pro athletes, I don't think there's anybody close to Charles Barkley as a television presence. There's lots of great former athletes who do sports. I think that uh, Joel Klatt, Kirk Herbstreet do a phenomenal job, for instance, in college football. Uh, and John Gruden was great in the NFL when he was in the booth. Tony Romo right now is fantastic. But in terms of pro athletes who have transitioned to television, I'm not sure there's anybody more entertaining than Charles Barkley. And often why he's entertaining is because he has a great deal of common sense. And he connects well with a large swath of the population, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whoever you are. I want you to listen to this and tell me that he didn't nail it to a large extent. Listen. Shared that news, how painful it was. Yeah, but the one thing I took out of that piece was... Man, I think most white people and black people are great people. I really believe that in my heart. But I think our system is set up where our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, are designed to make us not like each other so they can keep their grasp of money and power. They divide and conquer. I truly believe in my heart most white people and black people are awesome people. But we're so stupid following our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats. And their only job is, hey, let's make these people not like each other. We don't live in their neighborhoods. we all got money. Let's make the whites and blacks not like, like each other. Let's make rich people and poor people not like each other. Uh, let's, let's scramble the middle class. I truly believe that in my heart. Okay, that's Barkley, I think, doing a fantastic job of talking about what is often going on in our country today. And I actually see a direct connection to that, to the decision that was made to pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta by Major League Baseball. Let me explain why. Whatever your politics are, I don't particularly care. Never have. I don't care who you voted for for president. I don't care who you voted for for Senate. I don't care if you don't vote at all. The great thing to me about sports is... Sports connects people across the board, no matter what your background is. If you were a Gonzaga fan, or if you were a Baylor fan, but let's stick on Gonzaga, when that shot was made, it didn't matter if you were a Republican, a Democrat, gay, straight, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, uh, whether you were uh, incredibly uh, liberal or incredibly conservative. What sports does at its best is bring people together from divergent backgrounds and break through identity. Because what I believe is your identity is one of the least interesting things about you because you don't choose that. You don't choose, nobody does, what race we are when we're born. You don't choose, at least I don't believe, what sex you are attracted to. Some people can disagree. I don't think you choose. I think you're born that way, okay? You don't choose what your religion is oftentimes, right? 
Sometimes you may, but a lot of times you are born into a religious faith and you remain in that religious faith for much of your life. The things that you have as a part of your identity, your race, your ethnicity, your uh, sexuality, that are not chosen are oftentimes the least interesting things about yourself because they don't actually reflect any tangible choice that you are making. And yet they have become, according to many in our country today, the most important things about ourselves. Our identities are being used to slice and dice and disconnect us. And I believe sports at their best bring us all together. Because when you are in a stadium or an arena or uh, anywhere that has been, you've been on a team, when you celebrate, you don't think about differences. Sports is an incredibly unifying force. It cuts across tribal identities and differences and brings us all together in the best case of the world. Okay? So... What I have consistently been talking about for years on this program, and it upsets people, what I have said is I believe that sports should be a unifying, not a, uh, not a disunifying force. And what I mean by that is the more political you become, the more you take yourself outside of being able to connect with a lot of different people. And to me, sports should be nonpartisan, nonpolitical at its best. I believe, and I'll believe this for the rest of my life, that the Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods era of sports, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, is the right era of sports. What do I mean when I say that? They tried to appeal to everyone. It didn't matter what your background was. If you watched Michael Jordan play in the 1990s, you were a part of the NBA experience. Same thing was true with Magic and Larry. White guy, black guy. Same thing was true with Tiger Woods, who refused to allow his identity to define him. And I believe what has happened is LeBron James has been an incredible force for making sports identity politics laden. I really do. And I think a lot of people have followed him off the cliff. It's why LeBron will never be Michael Jordan. Because he has decided to be hyper-political and he has alienated a ton of people with his politics. And LeBron's decision to be hyper-political has led to many others also deciding to be hyper-political, which led to the NBA pulling the All-Star game out of Charlotte and setting what I believe is a disastrous precedent for sports that has now been followed by Major League Baseball because they have pulled the All-Star game, they have followed the NBA's lead, and they have pulled the Major League Baseball game out of Atlanta. In so doing, according to reports, they are going to cost the Atlanta area, $100 million from the money that would have been made hosting that All-Star game, a huge percentage of which would have gone to black residents of Atlanta. 
they are pulling the all-star game in the name of equality and in the process they are probably going to give it to a wider city and they're actually going to create more inequality this is why even in georgia democratic politicians were not in favor of the all-star game being pulled out of atlanta none of them were senators uh, the high-level, high-ranking political officials in the state of Georgia, they all opposed it. And I think Major League Baseball has made a disastrous decision for its brand and for its audience going forward because, as I've been saying for a long time, get woke, you go broke. Major League Baseball got woke, and I believe they are going to make themselves broke relative to what their audience would have been if they had just played a 162-game season. We're going to talk about this with the governor of Georgia, dive into some of the specifics, but on its most basic level, why I repudiate this decision that was made by Major League Baseball is I think it divides us instead of unifying us. And I believe that I'm always going to believe for the rest of my life, the Jordan, the Tiger, the Larry Bird, the Magic Johnson era of sports was the one that brought everybody together. And I think there's a reason why the audience in the NBA, and I think Major League Baseball is going to bear the brunt of this too, is going to continue to decline. It's because they are alienating a massive part of their overall audience. We'll dive back into the national title game with Todd Furman. What's going to happen in Baylor and Gonzaga? That's next. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends with 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we bring in now Todd Furman, my Fox Bet Live co-host, one of them. He has had a big, a big uh, Gonzaga fandom going on for some time. You bet them on the television show a while ago, and you also bet them early in the season. You've got them at what? Uh, both privately uh, on a uh, futures ticket and on the show. How optimistic are you about the Zags to uh, get things done against Baylor tonight? I feel a little better that Jalen Suggs was able to make the bank three and not have to endure a second overtime. That's for sure. But uh, it's all. Well, no, oh, by the way, on the block charge with a lot of money on the line, how nervous were you when <laughs> Juzang? Were you watching live? I assume because I know yeah. sometimes you're like, I can't watch it. No, I watched that whole game in its entirety, and yeah. uh, love love the drama, love the theater. Thought UCLA did a tremendous job, and honestly. UCLA beats 99% of the teams in the country that night, yep. not named Gonzaga. Given everything they did on the offensive end, Mick Cronin was a defensive wizard, and you saw his fingerprints and DNA all over what they did schematically. I just think it speaks to the versatility and the weaponry that Gonzaga can throw at you on the offensive side. Mark Few getting Drew Timmy in and out of the game, and using players that were in foul trouble to be out there and make an impact. So, have to give Timmy a ton of credit. He put himself in harm's way, drew that charge, and UCLA, when they could have wilted in overtime, didn't 
Uh, I think it answered a lot of questions for us. People go, well, Gonzaga was supposed to be unbeatable. They're 14-point favorites. You know what? We wanted to see all year long how they would respond when they were tested. And they had so many chances, Clay, in the final 10 minutes of that game to completely fall apart, but they never lost their composure. They did the things that have gotten them to this point in the year, and whether it was Jalen Suggs making that bank three, but I think the fadeaway two was as important at the end of regulation. That was a tough shot, yeah. I mean, Corey Kispert stepping up, and I think game in, game out, their defense doesn't get enough credit for how good they are. And this is the game we all wanted to see if you're a college basketball fan. Preseason number one against preseason number two. And we'll see which coach can pull the right strings uh, to get his team that elusive national championship. What does it mean going forward, depending on who wins? Uh, Baylor under Scott Drew has built itself to the point where they are a consistent big-time performer, right? Uh, Not to say they've had the same success that they would have liked to have had in the tournament, But given where Baylor has been when Scott Drew took them over and where they are now, it's a pretty remarkable trajectory. And certainly, I don't think you can praise Mark Few highly enough. He's averaged basically 30 wins a season, which is unheard of since he took over the Zags. I mean, there's lots of teams out there that haven't won 30 games, even maybe in their career (laughs) as a program. And to have Gonzaga basically averaging that over the past 20 years what is the takeaway? If Baylor wins, we say what? If uh, if Gonzaga wins, we say what? Well, Baylor, I think, is a fascinating story because you mentioned the program that Scott Drew took over in the wake of scandal that I think a lot of people forget. Murder. That Literally murder. Yeah, exactly. It was murder that didn't follow this basketball program. Uh, and he's done more with less. Of course, Baylor went through a variety of different players. They had guys go to the next level. And it was step-by-step progression, almost so that we're now in the transfer market is how he's kind of built this team instead of using homegrown talent. And winning in the Big 12, it's not easy. I mean, you have to go through programs like Texas, and we know the stranglehold that Kansas has had over that league. So Scott Drew, who I was originally critical of from some of his X's and O's when he first got to Waco, has answered all of those questions that I think had put you know, the crown jewel on top of what he's accomplished, and it'll beg the question that Baylor fans don't want to hear. If Scott Drew wins the national championship, can he accomplish anything else at Baylor, or does he begin to explore some of those blue blood jobs that may ultimately come knocking on his door, maybe as soon as North Carolina, which I think is a reach. Meanwhile, Gonzaga on the other side, I mean, you can't speak volumes enough about what Mark Few has done to kind of get this program over the hump. We know they were at the national championship doorstep uh, a couple of years ago when they came up short against North Carolina. Still not quite sure that game was officiated uh, as fairly as we would have liked to see. But to show how far Gonzaga's come, I think mirrors Jalen Suggs. I mean, Jalen Suggs is going to be the number two overall pick in the draft, maybe number one, depending on how he grades out ahead of Kate Cunningham. And it's a player that Mark View has openly admitted. They didn't recruit that kind of player, even with Suggs. Suggs sought them out from Minneapolis because he wanted to buy into the kind of culture. And it's a perfect illustration of how Mark Few is building. The sum of its parts is greater than the individual. It's a far cry from Duke, Kentucky, and some of the other power programs that are out there that you're getting guys like Suggs. Drew Timmy, who grew up a huge SMU fan, coming out there to the West Coast. And it's a brand of basketball and DNA, and you have to know who fits it. And I think this is the best team, obviously, that Mark Few's had with a chance to accomplish history later tonight. I know you love to gamble, but where, even in your cold heart of statistical analysis and analytics, where would you put the game between Gonzaga and UCLA among games that you have watched just for sheer entertainment in major NCAA tournament lore? So, and I'll give you some games. 
I ranked the five that I've watched that I thought were the five just most entertaining. And I, I said as part of this, Furman, that the ending matters in the same way that an ending for a book that you love or a movie. If you don't stick the ending, so to speak, then the game itself doesn't feel great. Somebody wins by four. Somebody wins by six down the stretch. Last second shots uh, in in that context. I said uh, Duke UNC with Leitner. Uh, sorry, Duke UK with Leitner in 1992, uh, the Elite Eight game. Uh, UNLV Duke 91 was number two. Number three was UCLA Gonzaga, the game that we just saw on Saturday night. Number four was Villanova UNC, the made three at the buzzer to win the championship. And number five was Duke Butler, uh, the Gordon Hayward shot that was so close to being the most famous shot in NCAA tournament history. Where would you rank the game that we saw on Saturday night? I think that's a perfect list. Honestly, that North Carolina Villanova game that you mentioned, I might actually put up at number one, and maybe that's a little bit of recency bias only because I was eight and nine years old back in the early 90s to watch Christian Leitner catch the ball at the elbow and make the shot as time expired. Uh, You talk about some of the other matchups that we've seen, but it's right up there. And I think it's his stakes, like you said, you have to have everything in it. You have to have execution early on. You have to game have to have the game, easy for me to say, a game that's well played from start to finish, and you need that signature moment, and we got a couple of those in the Gonzaga-UCLA game. I do think, though, when you look at the Pantheon and you try and figure out how to differentiate them, a national championship by default with more on the line has to be a little higher up, and that's probably why I put that North Carolina-Villanova game at number one. Uh, we are breaking down everything uh, with Todd Furman. Okay, let's go into uh, let's go into the game here. Who has the advantage? The Zags are around a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under, I think, around 159.5, 160, depending on where you're looking. How do you gamble on this game if, uh, as many of my listeners are, you're thinking about putting a few dollars on the game tonight? Well, let's walk through the number a little bit here because FanDuel had this price up at five and a half before we saw the two games take place on Saturday. I thought that number was a little bit rich. Full disclosure, our number was a shade less than four and a half for the game. So I think you know where I'm going in terms of the side. But you see, of course, Baylor go out there and dominate a Houston team who I thought would put up a little better fight, but clearly the strength of schedule reared its ugly head. And you saw some of Baylor's pedigree, especially in the first half where they knock down eight triples. Meanwhile, Gonzaga, they struggle with UCLA, and that's perception-based more than anything else in terms of how the market has to respond when a 14-point favorite needs overtime to find a little bit of separation. So four and a half, perfect number in my opinion. Now, I think a lot of people are going to see the track meet against UCLA and immediately gravitate towards betting this game over the total at 159.5. For me, I think that takes a little bit of a leap of faith because if you dig into the numbers, and I don't want to bore people this early in the morning because I'll put myself to sleep at the same time, the pace that Gonzaga played with against UCLA wasn't quick by any stretch. Both teams were just ultra-efficient on the offensive end, and if there were any semblance of jitters, if you normalize that box score a little bit, it should have been more in the low 140s before they got in overtime. I think Baylor, if they're going to turn this into a full-court affair and a track meet, doesn't have the firepower, even with their trio of very talented guards, to match Gonzaga bucket for bucket, because I think so much of Baylor's success, and we've seen it all year long, is predicated on them shooting the ball well from beyond the arc. This is a team who's over-under for threes tonight, is listed at 8.5. If Baylor is going to win this game outright, I think they have to hit 10 to 12 threes, 
and they have to put pressure on Gonzaga's guards. So for me, uh, if I'm betting this one, I'm looking to go under the total. and might be more inclined to do so in the first half. I think Baylor may try and play a more half-court-oriented game, and you could see some jitters for two teams and specifically players who aren't used to playing on this kind of stage. Talking to Todd Furman at Todd Furman on Twitter. Uh, okay, so that's the game going on tonight. J- Jordan Spieth gets his first uh, win in uh, a PGA Tour event since 2017, just in time down at Valero Open for the Masters, which obviously will get a massive amount of attention as soon as this game is finished being played uh, later tonight. So let's uh, flip over to the Masters. Uh, certainly we had the Masters in November but I know there's a lot of people that are excited to see what's going to happen uh, at the Masters now back in April uh, with all the blooms at Augusta and uh, a lot of big-time uh, guys that, that think they have a shot at the green jacket, right? You've got Dustin Johnson defending his Masters championship. You've got Jordan Spieth, who really, I mean, you can kind of almost uh, track his collapse to his collapse around Amen Corner when it looked like he was trending towards an uh, easy green jacket himself there uh, when he put it in the water. And then uh, I feel like there's a lot of people out there who are going to Augusta with a great deal of optimism. How would you break down uh, what's coming up this weekend? Well, first off, full credit to you. You picked Jordan Spieth to win the Blue Open this week, and uh, I have to tip my hat there when you land a outright winner in the golf market. And Spieth did deal with a little bit of adversity here. wasn't great for all four rounds, but found another gear to ultimately win this and build the momentum. What's interesting about Spieth, and this isn't to say I don't think he can win the uh, Masters this weekend, I would want no part of betting him. And the reason for that, he was 60-1 to clay back in January to win yeah. the Masters. He's now being mentioned in the same breath as the truly elite golfers that have that established pedigree, have the current form, and at some shops out in Las Vegas, the only player that has shorter odds than Spieth going into the Masters is Dustin Johnson. So I think that in and of itself is interesting when you talk about buying a stock at the top of the market and being able to extract some of the value there. One of the storylines that we obviously don't need to follow is closely now John Rahm. Of course, his wife gives birth, so we know he'll be out there for the full four rounds, assuming he makes the cut. And I think I'm curious to see how Bryson DeChambeau uh, rebounds. The talk was that this course wasn't suited for his abilities. He's answered all of the challenges he's been faced with at other courses. Let's see if he learned anything in November that he can apply here. But I will say some of the folks that follow golf a little bit more than I do and handicap it and bet it you know, significantly more successfully have said they don't want to use November as a huge data point because the course is going to play a lot different. But it will be great to see the Azaleas in full bloom and get the Masters at its more traditional time in April with such a quick turnaround. We can only hope we have a star-studded leaderboard uh, like we had for the last couple of years. Well, not only that, remember Rory looked like he was on fire and then he said he lost his mojo playing against DeChambeau because he starts trying to match him shot for shot as opposed to playing his game, which is really kind of remarkable to think about too because it looked like Rory was trending into perfect shape uh, for the Masters, right? Uh, And then he gets paired with DeChambeau a couple of times and it's like he uh, he loses his cool. By the way, for people out there who are curious, Dustin Johnson right now, uh, Masters outright. This is at FanDuel, nine to one. Jordan Spieth all the way down to nine and a half to one. DeChambeau ten to one. Justin Thomas eleven to one. Your boy John Rahm, who you've bet on for years, thirteen to one. And then Rory at nineteen to one. Cantlay at twenty-two to one. Xander uh, Shuffley at twenty-five to one. And then Brooks Kepka, uh, kind of you know, sort of floating around out there. He's been quiet for a while at twenty-eight to one. Uh, that is uh, probably the top seven or eight golfers, uh, according to FanDuel's uh, odds. 
Yeah, and I think you, you mentioned Brooks. We know how well he's performed in majors. The biggest question is his health. Would it shock me if he went out there and was in contention on Sunday afternoon? Not at all. Would it shock me if Brooks Kepka missed the cut because he wasn't playing enough rounds and wasn't in shape to get himself through? Not at all. So he's got that real boomer bust potential. The guy who I'm going to look at, and I want to dig into some of his numbers, I had a ticket on him last year about this time for the April event, didn't perform quite how I anticipated in November, would be Patrick Cantley. Not a guy with a ton of fanfare or buzz, but a game who's very well suited for this particular course. It was only a couple of years ago that he did have a Sunday lead. And you have to wonder if he's one of the more unheralded and underrated golfers going right now. But you mentioned Rory as, uh, as another player. I'm very curious to see how Rory is priced in some of the head-to-head matchups and how far that number may potentially drift. Because if you were betting Rory to win in November or to win in April, you'd have been taking prices in that 10-11-1 range. And maybe his current form has created value. This can be what the doctor ordered, but we'll be very curious to see what he's able to put together because you're right. He hasn't played all that well over the last couple tournaments we've seen him. By the way, Dub, huge golfing fan, and we're going to be talking a lot with him because he loves to gamble. Uh, just shot me a line. Rory's top 10 in six of the last seven Masters. Uh, so that is, uh, that's really interesting to follow as well. All right, the big drama, I would say, in the NFL, and you can gamble in some states on where guys are going to get drafted. They're now big favorites. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is is basically guaranteed to be the number one overall pick. In the second spot right now, we have Zach Wilson, and the, who has become a big favorite to be drafted by the Jets or to go number two overall. And then at three, we have the 49ers trading up and uncertainty as to which quarterback they might take with Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones all out there as very viable options at the quarterback position. What are you hearing, and what do you think about what the 49ers are likely to do? Pretty wild stuff, because the 49ers clearly have to feel very confident that those are going to be the first two quarterbacks off the board, that they've given up so much draft capital to move up to that number three spot to find their heir apparent to Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's this season or beginning next year, should they decide to keep Jimmy G for another season. Mac Jones makes an awful lot of sense for what Kyle Shanahan wants to do in his offense. He has similar attributes as far as being a pocket passer, a big body that will remind folks of what Matt Ryan was for Kyle Shanahan when he led the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl. But the interesting part, and you read some of the stories, and I haven't talked to some of my sources out in the Bay Area yet, that the front office of San Francisco is enamored with Trey Lance. So this could be a back and forth, potentially, with Lance and Mac Jones and who ultimately wins out. Justin Fields, in my opinion, for whatever reason, he's lost a little bit of his luster. And you wonder if some of the criticism about Fields locking on to his first receiver will ultimately be his undoing. But the one thing I have to ask, and I think Mac Jones is tremendous uh, as far as his overall ability, how much of a read can you get on some of these Alabama quarterbacks when week in, week out, they have superior athletes and a superior offensive line? It's not real life in the National Football League when you come up as a quarterback in the Alabama system, and we'll see how Tua performs in his sophomore campaign. And heaven help Mac Jones if he were to struggle wherever he lands in his first year or his first couple years. It'll be real interesting to see if NFL scouts and GMs go, you know what, well, we'd prefer a quarterback like a Josh Allen that had to make plays with his legs and make inferior talent around him better. But if I had a bet right now, uh, I think Mac Jones becomes the guy for Kyle Shannon at San Francisco. It is interesting you mentioned that because for a while we had system, uh, system quarterbacks was the argument that would follow around certain guys who were dominant in a, uh, in a dominant offensive system. And I'll give you an example. Down at Florida, 
Uh, the, the Steve Spurrier quarterbacks, Rex Grossman, is the most successful to ever come out of a Spurrier offense. Uh, not to say they didn't have a lot of good college quarterbacks, but nobody really translated into the NFL at an incredibly high level. And at Oklahoma, before they really got things rolling with Lincoln Riley, they'd always have quarterbacks who put up big numbers. And that system quarterback pejorative has kind of started to disappear. But given all the talent that Alabama has, if Tua doesn't perform and if Mac Jones doesn't perform, there will start to be an argument, I think, about Alabama quarterbacks that maybe the best has already been from them. And by the way, you could say the same thing about Ohio State because Dwayne Haskins has failed at a pretty high level so far. If Justin Fields came out and also didn't perform, there would be whispers about Ohio State quarterbacks too. That's what happens when you have a couple of guys back-to-back who come out and don't immediately perform at the level that we anticipated, right? Exactly, and I think it's one of the stigmas too that's followed around USC's quarterbacks at the same time. I mean, there's a reason that we haven't had a USC quarterback win a Super Bowl. That guys who face adversity in college sometimes can be better suited for the challenges of the National Football League because you can't get by on just raw ability. It's a work ethic. It's how do you respond in a pocket that's collapsing, something that you don't have to deal with when you're playing for a top-tier program. Now, I know a lot of people go, what does that say about Trevor Lawrence? Well, Trevor Lawrence, and I don't claim to be a draft expert, when you look at some of his measurables and everything else, Lawrence is saying he's going to grade out as well as Andrew Luck as a number one overall pick. So he is kind of the unicorn in that regard. But I think that's part of the reason Zach Wilson has climbed the board so far, because he can make a lot of the throws. BYU may not have played the most difficult of schedules, but he checks a lot of those boxes. I actually think Mack will be fine at the next level, so I don't want people to take it as such as me thinking that he'll struggle. But you do have to wonder, once you begin to have a couple of those data points, are the numbers being put up in college football not reflective of how guys will perform at the next level? And it's what the Chiefs saw in Patrick Mahomes, whereas a lot of people for years said, hey, look, we can't draft anybody coming out of Texas Tech. And Patrick Mahomes broke that mold because you know he is the true unicorn at the quarterback position. Todd Furman, I'll see you later on the show, uh, and I'll uh, enjoy breaking down whatever happens with you later in the show on uh, Gonzaga and Baylor. Should be interesting, and I'll have to avert my eyes. Get it on the white jacket for about the third time in the last 26 weeks or whatever the math works out to. I'm on a roll. Uh, that will be later this afternoon on FS1 at 5.30 Eastern, 4.30 Central, 3.30 Mountain, 2.30 Pacific, our television show. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the 3 and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be 
I asked this question I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, and by the way, thanks to Todd Furman, who uh, just uh, gave us a call and hung out as we were uh, breaking down everything going on in the national title game uh, tonight. But uh, I asked a question. I always think it's intriguing to see what the results are. And tens of thousands of you voted. Who are you rooting for in the title game? And I'll be honest with you, uh, I, I love Scott Drew. I'm very impressed with everything that he has done at Baylor. But personally, I'm rooting for the historical 32-0 and magical run for Gonzaga, for the Bulldogs to get to perfection for the first time in 45 years. First time since Indiana in 1976. I understand some of you are not. Uh, but I would bet that that is the majority of my listenership. And certainly, uh, I'm curious with you, Dub, who are you rooting for? Do you have a dog in the fight, so to speak? I'm rooting for Gonzaga. I mean, I want. I agree with you. I want to see the perfect season. And I've kind of always liked watching watching them play because they, they kind of play the right way. They always move the ball. They play as a team year in and year out. And to see Mark Few build this program up for the past two plus decades for him to finally be able to cut down the nets when it's all said and done. That's kind of what I'm hoping to see uh, tonight. Yeah. It's it's also interesting because it's rare that we get a team that rises to a dynastic level. That's never done it before. Right. And, and, and that's really to me, what is so interesting about the Zags and what Mark few has done with them. Most teams that become dynastic in nature are teams that have done it long before. And that's why, to me, when I look back right now, and you could certainly argue that Baylor under Scott Drew, if they win this championship and are able to keep up this level of play for years into the future, that they could be on this level as well, although they're a Power 5 conference team. But to me, and this is kind of what we talked about as the NCAA tournament has been going on, to me, as you break down and think about this, they are the descendants of Georgetown who came out of nowhere under John Thompson and turned into an absolutely uh, dominant brand that still exists today and took Georgetown from a sleepy religious school into a dominant force in all of college basketball. And they also are the descendant a little bit, and we talked about this with Todd Furman, who's a big college basketball fan and lives out in UNLV and, again, uh, lives out in Vegas, and I appreciate him getting up early. But the way that UNLV under Jerry Tarkanian kind of took what I believe had been a fairly sleepy running Rebels brand and exploded it into the stratosphere with Larry Johnson and Stacey Augman and Anderson Hunt and Greg Anthony and all of those iconic players if you are around my age or a little bit older and you continue to break it down. And I think that's where I would slot the Zags in right now. Those teams won championships, Georgetown under John Thompson, uh, Jerry Tarkanian won with UNLV, and now I think the Zags and Mark Few kind of slot in there. And I'm not sure, maybe in years ahead, when Mark Few, long after he's hung up the whistle, maybe in 20 years, the Zags will still be really good. Maybe they won't. But right now, from a college basketball universe, I would slot them in there. It's not as if they are UNC and have done it for a long time in multiple coaches. It's not as if they are Kentucky or uh, or we'll see what happens with Duke whenever Coach K decides to eventually retire. Uh, but they are, I think, 
a very desirable underdog over years that has now grown into a dynastic dominant team. And so the results didn't really surprise me. Some odd 25,000 of you voted in this game uh, and said, who are you rooting for tonight in the title game? 65% of you, so just shy of two out of every three of you, are rooting for the Zags over Baylor. Doesn't really surprise me, but it is intriguing, I think, the overall popularity that this Zags team has managed to, uh, to create because for a long time, the criticism of Gonzaga was they didn't belong among the elites. I think getting to this championship game, certainly if they win, that criticism will cease to exist. But even getting there for a second time in the last four or five years, for a while they were seeded highly and they didn't necessarily follow through on those seedings. And a lot of people said, well, they haven't been challenged. They haven't played anybody. That was the regular criticism. If they beat Baylor, that criticism will cease to exist forever all right when we come back top of hour three uh, I will dive into the game tonight where does the one against UCLA rank all time what do we expect to see plus we are scheduled to be joined by the governor of Georgia Brian Kemp who uh, is not none too pleased with the decision of uh, of Major League Baseball to pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta. That's still to come. Appreciate all of you hanging out with me and with us here on OutKick. Go search out my name, Clay Travis. Go search out OutKick. Sign up for the podcast. And thanks for listening, as always, on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 